This is Dina Weiss for Hadar on Parashat Ekev, Torah from Heaven. In Parashat Ekev, Moshe's narration arrives at Sinai. Moshe describes the time that he ascended the mountain in order to receive the Torah. Baloti hahara lakachat luchot avanim, luchot habrit, asher karat adonai imachem, va'eshev bahar arba'im yom va'arba'im laila, lechem lo achalti, umayim lo shatiti. When I went up the mountain to take the stone tablets of the covenant that God had established with you, I sat on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. I didn't eat bread and I didn't drink water. This description raises a serious Midrashic question about our connection to the Torah and our rights to it. If the Torah is meant for us and belongs to us, then why does Moshe have to scale a mountain and fast for 40 days and nights in order to receive it? If we are ultimately going to conclude that the Torah is not in heaven, why does it start out there? What do we learn about the nature of learning Torah and integrating the Torah into our lives from the fact that Moshe had to go to heaven in order to learn it? When Moshe ascends the mountain, he goes up alone. Although he was indeed isolated from other human beings, once he reaches the summit, Moshe is no longer alone. The heavens are quite populated by angels, and Moshe is imagined as being in sustained and heated argument with them. Ve'amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. B'sha'ash ala Moshe l'marom, amru malachi asharit l'fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ribono shalolam, mali yolod isha b'neinu. Amar lahen l'kabel Torah ba. Amru l'fanav, chamudah genuzah, shegenuzah l'cha tisha me'ot v'shivim v'arba'a dorot kodam sh'nirah ha'olam. And Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi further said, When Moshe ascended to the heavens, the ministering angel said to the Holy Blessed One, Master of the universe, what is one born of woman doing among us? God said to them, He came to receive the Torah. They said back to him, A beloved treasure that has been stored for you for 974 generations before the world was created, And you want to give it to a person of flesh and blood? What is a person that you should remember him, a human being that you should take him into account? Our master God, what glory could be brought to your name in the earth? You should place your splendor in heaven. The Holy Blessed One said to Moshe, respond to them. Moshe said to God, Master of the universe, the Torah that you are giving me, what is written in it? I am Hashem, your God, who has taken you out of the land of Egypt. Moshe said to the angels, Did you go down to Egypt? Were you enslaved by Pharaoh? Why would the Torah be for you? Further, what is written in it? 
remember the day of Shabbat to sanctify it. Do you do any labor that you would need a rest? Further, what is written in it? Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Is there jealousy among you? Is there an evil inclination among you? Immediately they agreed with God, as it says, Our Master God, what glory could be brought to your name in the earth? This passage assumes that the Torah existed for many generations before there were human beings, let alone Moshe himself, to receive it. Therefore, the angels are accustomed to having it as a heavenly treasure, which they are responsible to guard. The angels correctly identify that human beings are fallible, and giving the Torah to human beings almost guarantees that the Torah will be ignored, violated, and devalued. God encourages Moshe to respond to them, which he does by going through the commandments and illustrating to the angels that the Torah is not relevant to them. The Torah is particular to Jewish history and human needs. Moshe does not argue that the Torah will be safe with B'nai Israel and that all of its laws will be observed, but he does forcefully convince the angels that without humanity, the Torah can never be kept or practiced in a full and meaningful way. However, Moshe's arguments are so solid, so obviously winning, that they beg the question, why did Moshe have to retrieve the Torah from the top of a mountain? Why was the Torah in the heavens at all? Why would the angels ever have stewardship over it if it is designed for and reflective of exclusively human needs? The answer to this question is embedded in Moshe's own description of what he was doing when he was up on the mountain of Sinai. First, though Moshe, of course, never says that he was fighting for the Torah, he does use the interesting verb lakachat, to take the Torah, rather than lekabel, to receive the Torah. This provides support for the Midrash's idea that Moshe's experience in heaven involved his wresting the Torah away from those who had had it before. It was not simply given to him. Second, Moshe describes not eating and drinking as a core experience of his learning and taking the Torah. According to Shmot Rabbah, when Moshe was not eating food and drink, what he was eating was the Torah itself. There was something about his not eating which was instructive in the ways of the Torah. Me'ayin haya ochel min ha-Torah shene'amar ben adam et asher atatimtza echol ve'ochla v'adihi b'fi k'divash l'matok. Lama? Sh'atorah metuka shene'amar u'mitukim midvash ve'nofet tufim. From what did Moshe eat? From the Torah, as it says, human being, eat what you will find. And I ate it, and it was in my mouth as sweet as honey. Why? Because the Torah is sweet, as it says, and they are sweeter than honey and the drippings of honeycombs. In order to understand what Moshe learned from the Torah by not eating and drinking, it is helpful to understand why it is that Moshe did not consume any traditional bodily nutrition during his stay on the mountain, as Shmot Rabbah explains. Moshe was there with God. And is it possible for a person to last for 40 days without eating and drinking? 
Rabbi Tanchuma, in the name of Rabbi Elazar, son of Rabbi Abin, said in the name of Rabbi Meir. The saying goes, if you go to a city, abide by its norms. Above, where there is no eating or drinking, Moshe ascended and he made himself like them. Below, where there is eating and drinking, the ministering angels descended and they ate and drank. As it says, and Avram was standing upon the angels beneath the tree and they ate. According to Rabbi Tanhuma, quoting Rabbi Meir, the reason why Moshe did not eat and drink on Mount Sinai is that he was in the society of angels and it would be impolite of him to do so. When in heaven, do as the angels do. And we also learn that the angels shared this same sense of propriety when they were guests in Avram's home. The angels ate and drank politely, just as Moshe refrained from eating and drinking. This Midrash teaches us that, in a certain sense, the angels are just like us. They have a society with norms which parallels our own society. What we learn from this is that the Torah was not given to Moshe in a vacuum. Moshe did not receive or learn the Torah directly from God. Moshe took the Torah from the angels, and he learned from the angels as well. He saw the way that they conducted their angelic society, how they praised God, and how they worked with one another. This, no less than the particular dicta of the Torah, is what Moshe learned on the mountaintop. The Torah came from one community directly to and for another community. It did not come as an abstract set of laws and values, but as something that was held and valued and lived, albeit to an angelic extent. This notion that a proper society and its norms are necessary for the true implementation and understanding of the Torah is reflected in a Midrash in Vayikra Rabbah. Dama Rabbi Ishmael Barav Nachman, Esrim Vishisha Dorot Kadma Derech Eretz Et HaTorah, Hadahu Dichtiv Lishmor Derech Et HaChayim. Derech zo derech eretz, v'achar kach etzachayim zo Torah. As Rabbi Yishmael, son of Rav Nachman, said, Good manners, derech eretz, preceded the Torah by 26 generations, in line with what is written, to guard the way, derech, of the tree of life. The way, derech, is derech eretz, good manners, and only subsequently the tree of life, which is the Torah. Just as the Torah existed for many generations before it was bequeathed to human beings, according to the Talmud and Shabbat, so too the notion of good manners, an appropriately run society, existed before the Torah itself. Behaving properly is primary and needs to undergird how we approach our learning and our engagement with mitzvot. First, we must understand what it means to be people, and then we can learn how to be servants of God and studiers of the Torah. We learn these norms from each other. We learn these norms in community. This is where they are born and this is where they are adopted. We see that not only does the Torah create a good society, it also reflects a good society. The dangers of separating Torah from its human and communal context is articulated in Masechet Brachot. Haskeit, asu katot katot v'iskuba Torah. Torah. 
ולא עוד אלא שחוטאים שנאמר ואשר חטאנו. Pay attention, הסקייט. Divide yourself into groups, קטוד, and engage in the Torah, since the Torah is only acquired through fellowship. Like Rabbi Yossi, son of Rabbi Hanina, who said, What does the verse teach as written? A sword on the diviners, and they will be found foolish. A sword against the enemies of Torah scholars, that is, Torah scholars themselves, who sit in isolation, bad bivad, and engage in Torah. And not only that, but they become foolish, as it says here, and they will be found foolish, and it is written there that we have acted foolishly. And not only that, but they will sin, as it says in the continuation of the verse, and we have sinned. The Torah has to be learned in community and with other people because that is the only way to learn it properly. Any other way of approaching the Torah is foolish at best, sinful, and dangerous at worst. When a person studies alone, there is no one there to tell her that her ideas are incorrect. But perhaps more importantly, there is no one there to show her that her ideas are impractical, inhuman, or inhumane. The proper way to learn how to honor one's parents is by being in a society of people who treat those who raise them with gratitude, respect, and sensitivity. If we learn how to honor our parents by reading and memorizing a list of do's and don'ts, we have not really learned anything about how one should honor. One can learn how to pray from reading the Siddur or know the value of Shabbat, what it feels like to keep Shabbat, from reading the laws of forbidden labor in the Shulchan Aruch. What Moshe taught the angels is that the Torah is meant to be lived by people with challenges, people with bodies, people with history. But what Moshe learned from the angels is that the way to learn how to live a life of Torah is to be in community with other people who are living a life of Torah values, living an angelic life of respect for one another and service to God. We need to learn to live and love Torah mimetically and together and to appreciate one another as the sources of what it means to be God's people. Moshe continues his narration of his time on the mountain, saying, God gave me the two tablets of stone written by God's finger, and upon them were all the things that God spoke to you on the mountain, from inside the fire on the day of congregation. Moshe's receiving of God's teaching from God's own hand and written with God's own finger is contextualized as happening on the day of congregation. Moshe took the Torah from the society of angels and brought it to the society of people. When we learn Torah, we should strive to learn not only from the text itself, but from the people who value Torah and practice Torah. If we want to live a life of Torah, we need to learn a living Torah, a breathing Torah, and a Torah for human beings. Wishing you a Shabbat of learning from one another. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening to our weekly Debray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.